We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to a very special edition of the Rotowire Sports Betting Podcast presented by BetMGM. As always, make sure you're using our promo code BETROTO, that's B-E-T-R-O-T-O, over at BetMGM.com or on the BetMGM app. You can also use rotowire.com slash free to get a trial uh, of all of our premium content over at Rotowire. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching live on YouTube or on Rotowire socials, it is not just myself and John McKechnie this week. We are joined uh, by Dan Kilbridge. And Adam Thompson of bookies.com, uh, an affiliate of Rotowire. We're all under the GDC umbrella, but uh, guys, it's time for our Super Bowl battle royale. So, no love lost between these two sides. Um, you know, listeners of this pod are, are hopefully familiar with myself and John, but uh, Dan, Adam, uh, I'll give you guys a couple seconds to introduce yourselves, talk any smack you need to talk, uh, you know, get anything off your chest here before we get started. Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, announce that I'm anointing Adam team captain, so he'll be the uh, the point man for us. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, at Bookies for three years now, covering college football and golf primarily, uh, as well as a little college basketball, obviously some NFL, and very excited to get going. You know, this is, like you mentioned, great rivalry, but a lot of respect on either side. It's it's really about the competition, um, and, and the off-the-field stuff kind of it, it gets lost in the shuffle, so very excited, man. Um, yeah, I, I've been here for three years uh, as well. I, I came over from CBS Sports and Sportsline, where I was uh, their guy. I'm the NFL, uh, NBA, MLB guy right now. 62 to 64% on NFL picks the last four years running and hoping to finish it strong. Uh, got a lot of props out there uh, posted on the on the socials right now that you can go find. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. And I think we did... Uh, established right that the the losing team gets fired from GDC is that correct? Loser goes home match. That's correct. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, they're, they're they're sending us like a table with barbed wire that we have to jump on uh, as like our severance package. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually sitting. Out, I, have a, I have a ring of fire around my desk, so I think there's some sort of trap door. If we lose, I'm just you know ejected out of here. But uh, you know, in reality, we have one thousand fake dollars. On the line, uh, we we could not quite convince GDC to to give us each a thousand real dollars, uh, but we have been asked to distribute that one thousand dollars among our favorite bets. The majority of which will be props. Uh, we'll be doing seven bets per team, and we'll be increasing 
uh, those bets as we go along in terms of our confidence. So the first bet we lay out, you know, in theory, it's your lowest money bet. It's your lowest confidence bet. As we go along, the money will increase and the confidence will increase accordingly. Uh, is that all we need to lay out? Did I miss anything, guys? I don't think so. Do we need a, a coin flip heads or tails to see who goes first? Uh, just like the Super Bowl, we can defer. <laughs> I, I think you guys are the road team here. You're, you're technically We're coming on our team, podcast, okay. so we yeah. will... We will enable you guys to go first, but uh, but before we dive into you know the seven bets per team, just general thoughts on this game. You know the, the the thing about the Super Bowl, especially for guys you know in our position, you know as analysts and people who write about the Super Bowl, having two weeks is almost too much time. I, I feel like I've overanalyzed every single angle of this game. There's there's some paralysis by analysis um, when you talk about this game because you're right, you have a long time. You also have about 2,000 different options you can go from for this game that don't exist in a lot of these other games. Uh, things like Gatorade color and national anthem length and, uh, and all that fun stuff and which coach will you know win or lose their first challenge. So there, is, there are so many ways to attack this game. But, you know, and from where I'm sitting, I, I, I like the Eagles. Uh, you'll see that a lot of my picks are Eagles-based <laughs> because I like the Eagles. Uh, you know, their offensive line, their defensive line are just uh, two of the best units uh, in, in recent memory, in recent history. The other side has Patrick Mahomes, though, and that's been a thorn in my side because you look at the Chiefs on paper and they never look like that great of a team, except they have the quarterback that is truly great uh, and, and makes all, the entire team better and really defies a lot of explanation uh, by how good he is. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I think uh, I think it's just going to be a, a great game. Uh, top two offenses in the league against each other. Two defenses that, uh, you know, the Eagles defense is also top five. The Chiefs defense has found a way, especially in these last few weeks, to really amp it up. So, yeah, I'm expecting a really good game in Arizona. Yeah, I started, you know, uh, the the prep last Monday, and I was on the Eagles, and I kind of expected to, you know, waffle uh, between then and now, but I've been pretty steadily just on the Eagles again. Like Adam was alluding to, it's just such a complete team. Uh, one to fifty threes, like the the depth's incredible. Uh, their ability to get after the passer is insane. They have so many different ways that they can attack the quarterback, and then you know they they do a great job of protecting Jalen Hurts on, on their side of the ball. Um, you know the the combo of AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Uh, they get the run game going. That the backfield is proving to be this nice little area of depth, a pocket of depth that maybe wasn't as apparent uh, during the regular season. But you know, guys like Kenny Gainwell starting to show out here late, late in the postseason. It just kind of le- leads me to believe that the Eagles can get this done. I mean, you look at the numbers, and it's there's very little separating these two teams. You know, whether it's points scored, uh, the record, all of it, like the parallels are, are almost eerie. Uh, between these two teams and, and yeah it does kind of boil down to you know you like the Eagles because it's a, it's the better roster you like the Chiefs because they have Patrick Mahomes and and it's it's really tricky it really sets up a, as a difficult game to pick but I, I still feel like all told uh, the Eagles will get this done I think that they need do need to start hot I think that that's an important part of of their kind of DNA but I, I think that they are going to be able to do that get things established and, and ultimately come out uh, with a win, but the, I really expect a, a classic Super Bowl here. 
And what more could you ask for than a game that is this difficult to pick in a Super Bowl? I mean, there is back in 20 years ago, it was like the Cowboys, the Niners were just winning every Super Bowl by 30, 40 points. It was kind of a, a letdown at the end of the year. Uh, but now we've got two teams generally uh, don't know who's going to win, expect a very close game. And for me, it just feels like the Chiefs had to empty the gas tank completely just to get here. Uh, and the wheels are a little wobbly, whereas the Eagles have really just cruised. And I don't want to take anything away from what they did do to the opposing quarterbacks. They were dominant uh, on both lines of scrimmage, especially against that Niners team that's been so tough up front, quarterback or not. So definitely uh, leaning Philadelphia. We're, we're kind of screwed if the Eagles lose. I think uh, five or six of our bets are at least somewhat cor- correlated to an Eagles victory. But uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping for a classic. It should be fun. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to be on the same page as you guys. I, I like the Eagles as well. And and like John said, I, I kind of, when I started my prep, I set out thinking that I would maybe come around on Kansas City. And, you know, really the, the only argument that everybody keeps laying out is this, you know, the soft schedule for Philly. But I just, I, I don't think that's their fault. I, I think they would have, you know, they would have ran through a, a more difficult schedule as well. This isn't college football where you're, you're scheduling a bunch of, you know, FCS teams early on. It's, it's still the NFL and it's still a difficult week to week league. So I, I don't really hold that against the Eagles. Um, you know, final thing I'll ask you before we get in to our bets, guys, does this Chiefs team have that same air of almost invincibility that it felt like some of those teams in the past did when they had Tyreek Hill, when they were really rolling? Uh, because I, I, I'm with you, Dan. I think that's a good point. Like It does feel like Kansas City has had a rockier path than we're used to. And I, I think you made a good point that they, they did kind of have to empty the tank, not only to get through last week against Cincinnati, but even the hiccups that they faced in the divisional round against Jacksonville. You know, their offense is still awesome. You know, a lot of people thought when Tyreek Hill left, what does that mean? What's that going to mean to Mahomes? Who is carrying who? Mahomes led the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns again this year, uh, even without Tyreek Hill. Uh, Kelsey, obviously, you know, he might be the best pass catching tight end uh, ever uh, of all time. You know, they have a rookie running back who's really emerged in the second half of the season. Um, so I think offensively, they're still in a lot of good shape. It, you know, it's the same old story. The defense, uh, you know, passing attack is bottom 10 uh, in the league. They find, But they find ways because that offense is so good. And the run defense is really good. And their pass rush is really good. So this is still clearly a good team. Do they have that air? I don't think so because there is no Tyreek, you know, field stretcher uh, like, like there was. But it's still an extremely competent team. They still led the NFL in scoring. Actually tied for the lead uh, with the Eagles. And I haven't seen a whole lot about the KC secondary uh, recently, which I think they've been playing excellent. Picked off Burrow twice. Some of that was up front kind of causing uh, duress. But uh, they have been uh, very, very strong against the pass uh, just the past couple of months, picking the ball off. Uh, so I do like the Chiefs secondary. I think it, it's going to be a big challenge for the Eagles, no doubt about it. And and then, you know, t- tagging on, you know, like the, the loss of Tyreek Hill – uh, you know, that this group of receivers has been banged up, you know, that I don't know if they're going to be fully like 100% going into this game. I expect most of them, except for Nicole Hardman, to be available. But I think uh, if, the, if the Eagles are able to just roll coverage to, to slow down Kelsey and make the likes of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius Toney be the ones that, that kind of decide this one, then, then I do like the Eagles in, in that type of setup. All right, fellas, we'll kick it over to Team Bookies here. Uh, give us your your first bet, how much money you're laying out, and uh, where you're looking here. Yeah, so our first bet uh, went with a prudent $50 wager 
on under 50 and a half points. Uh, that's actually down to minus 105 at uh, BetMGM. Um, again, like not our favorite play on the board. I don't know that we'd be betting the mortgage on it personally, but we both leaned under here uh, for a couple reasons. Trends aren't really my thing in football because it's such a small sample size. <laughs> Having said that, uh, you look at these two teams, the total has gone under in uh, nine of the last 11 games that they've been involved in. And as far as what the Eagles want to do, I think they just want to hand the ball off. They would love nothing more than to get an early lead and just try to eat some clock, feed Sanders, uh, get Kenneth Gainwell involved, and really just push them around up front, control the tempo. So that's kind of where we see this one. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes' ankle is better than expected uh, and we're just trading touchdowns, which would be a blast too. So not our favorite wager, uh, but we're willing to put $50 on the under nonetheless. They've rushed 44 times each of the first two playoff games. So clearly if they can, they will. Uh, The Eagles I'm talking about. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the clock might be burning more than uh, a lot of people expect. Yeah, I, I do wonder, you know, obviously the, the script was so unique in those last two games for Philly where you get up early on the Giants and then, you know, we know the quarterback situation. Like Josh Johnson, you know, comes in as like the least prepared backup quarterback in NFL history uh, for the 49ers. And that game was pretty much over immediately. So, you know, obviously we'd be shocked if they end up running the ball 44 times in this game. But you're right. I think if they if they have that luxury, they will absolutely take it. I mean, I think that is ultimately where they're most comfortable, especially you know with Jalen Hurts still facing some questions on that shoulder. Um, yeah, I, I, I can tell you guys to allude to one of our future bets. Uh, we may be matching you uh, on that one, albeit at a little more money. But John, do you, do you want to lay out our first bet? I sure do. Um, so while our uh, bet wager total is similar on this one, we're putting fifty down. On this one, we're more so kind of throwing a Hail Mary for this one, Try, trying to, you know, hopefully get a big return on a small investment. Uh, so we're targeting something that that is 40 to 1. And this one, a uh, little bit of galaxy brain or maybe just, uh, just pure uh, meat and potatoes brain. But either way, a quarterback to catch a receiving touchdown in this game, 40 to 1. Uh, we, we know that Philly themselves pulled this off in the in the 2018 Super Bowl 2017 season Nick Foles the Philly special I could see something similar being being pulled out in this one I think Sirianni is going to be in his bag for for this one and I I could see the Eagles I mean they were such an effective uh, red zone team as far as getting down there and then finishing drives with touchdowns, I really do believe that that this is a setup where at forty to one, it's a worthwhile bet with with you know just a, a small percentage of our, of our bankroll here to to play around with. I think that's that's the way to go. And and you know what, even if we don't really expect Patrick Mahomes to be used in, in that same capacity, uh, we know that the Chiefs can get very very creative down in the red zone as well. So it, it, it's not completely off the table that, that they get a quarterback involved in a passing pattern as well. I don't feel that strongly about this one, and that's you know emblematic of the the fact that we're making it our, our lowest bet. It's pretty tough to feel strongly about it, but like I feel like if the Eagles are up comfortably, like Sirianni is the type of coach who would want to do something like this. Like he would he would want to like pay homage to the Philly special in some way. Um, so I think that's kind of where we're thinking here. Like if it happens, it's going to be the Eagles, right? I, I don't I don't see Patrick Mahomes on a gimpy ankle, you know, splitting out wide or you know kind of rolling out on a double pass situation. But uh, yeah, at, at forty to one, we're, we're willing to toss that hail mary out there. 
You know, unfortunately, that is a fantastic pick that I'm uh, very bitter and salty about. Uh, I really like that one. Well, right. and well, who's, to say the Chiefs, who's to say the Chiefs couldn't line up Henny uh, in the slide? That's a big boy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A large yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to, to that point, uh, Adam and I never even really discussed the home runs. I think that's the Midwest in us, um, just kind of a sensible budget, trying to keep it between the mustard and the mayo and ensure <laughs> a steady return. Yep. Um, so we're all, you know, we've got quite a few plus money bets, but they're not uh, the home runs, which are always fun. Uh, and I think, Adam, you're, uh, you've are you got our next one, right? Yeah, our next one, uh, plus 120 on A.J. Brown to catch a touchdown. Um, he has one touchdown in the last six weeks, which is probably why this number is as high as it is. But he had 10 touchdowns in the previous 13 weeks, so obviously we know he can do it. Um, the Chiefs. You know, passing defense is not spectacular. In fact, they ranked 31st in touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. This is going to exacerbate it even more because they're going to have to put more focus on stopping the run, which means their corners are going to be on islands. A.J. Brown is about 35 to 40 pounds heavier than anybody that's going to guard him all day. So they're out on an island over there. Find a way to get him the ball, throw it up, do something. Uh, AJ Brown should have a big day. You know, I actually like him at uh, you know MVP plus fifteen hundred. That's a sneaky little small sprinkle that we didn't do here, um, but I think AJ Brown is due for a big game and getting in the end zone at plus odds. I like that one. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that as well. I think the points well taken as far as you know where those uh, defensive resources are going to be have to have to be allocated uh, for Kansas City. And I think that it not only is there the physical mismatch wrinkle when it comes to AJ Brown, but there's also the experience wrinkle. Like there's so much inexperience in this Kansas City secondary. There's a lot of leaning on these rookies to, to, you know, play significant snaps. And if they get matched up, like you said, on an Island, like McDuffie versus McDuffie's a a talented player, of course, but I I think as far as mismatches go physically, AJ Brown's about the the last guy that you'd want him uh, covering. So, this could get tricky for for that chief secondary in a hurry. And yes, I, I, I could certainly envision AJ Brown doing a touchdown dance. What was the uh, amount of money on that one, just for posterity? Well, that was a that was a seventy fiver. Seventy fiver. Okay, yeah. so seventy five dollars yeah. on AJ Brown to catch a touchdown at one twenty, uh, and that came after your fifty dollars uh, under fifty and a half for the total. That's at minus one hundred five over at Bet MGM. Uh, Jonathan, our second bet. All right, so we are going with, with another slightly longer shot. This one uh, for $100. This one is 4 to 1 odds plus 400 over at BetMGM. Uh, we're, we're looking at the first sack of the game, and we're going with one Hassan Reddick. The guy is playing at an unbelievable level right now. And, you know, that I'm kind of establishing myself as the first Super Bowl sack whisperer after getting it right all of one time, which was last year. But that was the only time I've tried it with Trey Hendrickson at plus 500 still remember that one. And I'm, I'm, you know, going to ride that hot streak of, of exactly one correct bet uh, on that one. Uh, but no, seriously, I, I do believe that there, there's a little bit of weakness on the, and as far as the tackle personnel goes for the chiefs, I think the strength is more so on its interior. So I think Reddick on the edge going to be able to get around again, Mahomes, even if he's in better shape than he was in the AFC championship game, I'm uh, still not expecting him to be that, that full magician, back there as far as escaping the rush, that type of thing. So I think that Reddick, if you're looking at the first sack, I think he's going to get one. Uh, why not the first one? Any interest in Hassan Reddick uh, to win the MVP at 30 to one, John? 
I, I have that personally. Um, I, I'm, I put down on that. I, I think that a defensive player can absolutely uh, win, win the MVP. We, we've seen it before. We've seen it in recent uh, memory. I believe Aaron, not Aaron Donald got it done last year. Redick again, I, I think that this Eagles defense is so varied, so deep. There, there's a lot of uh, candidates that, that could ultimately do this one and, and take home MVP honors, but Redick would be my top pick right now, and the return would be incredible as well. Von Miller got it done for sure uh, a couple of years. There have been two linebackers, I think, that have won it in the past 10 years or something like that. I think Aaron Donald ended up not getting it because they cast the vote too early. Right? Yeah, it was like Cooper Cup last year. Yeah, Cooper, Cooper oh, Cup got right. it, but I think everyone agreed it should have been Aaron yeah. Donald had they casted the votes after that final drive. But yeah, I mean, if you just look at the last handful of Super Bowls, I mean, Cooper Cup, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Julian Edelman, Nick Foles, Tom Brady, Von Miller. So, you know, it, it, the further you go back, you know, it gets a little bit muddied, but somewhere between like 60, 40, 70, 30 quarterback versus non-quarterback. Like I think there is some value there. Uh, and BetMGM has plenty of options. If you're not thinking it's going to be Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, uh, team bookies back to you. All right, here we go. Getting into the triple digits. Now uh, we've got a hundred American dollars on Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. Uh, this was six and a half a couple days ago at MGM at like minus 150, which was a way better price than any other operation. It's now up to seven and a half catches, but it's plus 105. Um, we still like that primarily for uh, John. A lot of the reasons that uh, that you talked about with Mahomes, like, is it going to be better? Yes, he's not in the cold weather anymore. There's been two weeks, uh, but it's still like high ankle sprain is not just a minor shake it off deal uh, to even play two weeks ago was ridiculously impressive and I know Andy Reid and all of them say oh he can do just about everything he's fully back I'm not buying that I believe he can be a version of himself a slightly more dangerous scrambler in the pocket but I don't think uh, the Chiefs want to risk him getting hurt in the game I don't think they're going to send him on uh, designed runs and for that reason um, we really like Kelsey because he's just the ultimate safety net if you're under duress in situations where Mahomes previously would have been inclined to take off and find some open field just dump it off to Kelsey take the five yards he's always going to be there Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of dink and dunk as Adam and I discussed uh, previously this Eagles secondary is the best in the league and they're so good at keeping everything in front of them limiting the explosive plays so we don't we didn't bet this I'm actually on Kelsey under uh total receiving yards at I think 79 and a half I think you have like 10 catches for 70 yards something like that um not expecting a huge game from him statistically but a lot of receptions just as Kelsey or as uh, Mahomes kind of go-to guy that you need in a game like this you know, in, in three of the last four Chiefs trophy games, so AFC Championship games, Super Bowl games, Kelsey has at least 10 receptions in three of them. He had 14 catches against the Jaguars just a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I think when Kelsey, you know, Kelsey's always waiting. Uh, and it might only be five yards. It might only be eight yards, 10 yards. But I think Mahomes is going to look at his way uh, often. Yeah, it'd be it'd be hard to blame Kansas City for for going with a game plan similar to like what Denver did with, with the Brandon Marshall game, like you know, fifteen years ago, where it's just like twenty targets, last <laughs> game, game of the season, let it go. Yeah, I, I I can tell you guys as a Jags fan, I I did not love the Jaguar strategy. Of <laughs> did he have a couple Travis catches that game? <laughs> yeah, I think he had fourteen that game and yeah. uh, on seventeen targets. So. I mean, do you guys have any interest in Travis Kelsey two plus touchdowns? That's at plus three ten over at Bet MGM. He's eleven to one to win MVP. Like it's it's always really dicey 
betting a receiver because, you know, or a tight end in this case, just because they're always going to be linked to a quarterback. Like if Kelsey catches three touchdowns, that means Patrick Mahomes throws at least three touchdowns. But with the injuries at receiver, with just how heavily slanted this offense has been to Travis Kelsey, more so than ever without Tyree Kill, uh, like it, it, it almost feels too obvious that Travis Kelsey is going to have a huge game here. And, you know, he's gone eight straight playoff games now over 75 yards, seven of those he's been over 95. So it's one of those situations where if we know this, if we're talking about it, obviously the Eagles are talking about it internally, but he's just, he's completely unstoppable in these situations. That's a good point about the touchdowns, because I, even though I like the under on his uh, yards total, he's obviously the, the number one guy in the red zone. Um, and you could like, I guess if you wanted to do like MVP or some of those other props, um, you know, I don't hate him at all. It's just we're so heavy on the Eagles. You could view it as like sort of a mini hedge. Uh, right. But the Chiefs win and Kelsey doesn't do anything. And it's like I'm such a small brain idiot. So <laughs> I think we're probably staying away from most of the Kelsey uh, other than the over. But two touchdowns is an interesting proposition. I might have to uh, go back and reconsider that one. What were those? Yeah. Plus 310 at that MGM. Yeah. The, the one caveat is the Eagles have allowed exactly three touchdowns to tight ends all year. Ooh. 19 games, three touchdowns to tight ends. So obviously Kelsey's going to get his targets and, and going to get his looks, but in the red zone, uh, it, it might be uh, it might be tricky to get him more than one. That's why you're the captain, Adam. Although I all do, right, like, he is a great hedge for MVP because I think uh, I think he's going to yeah. get a lot of targets. I think if Mahomes is, success, is successful, Kelsey's going to be successful. And plus 1,100, plus 1,200, uh, you know, those are pretty good odds for a guy like Travis Kelsey. All right, John, speaking of MVP, uh, let's get to our third uh, third, third bet here. I guess our, our fourth highest confidence. I don't know. Not a math guy. Anyway, our third bet is. Our third bet is on, on MVP. We are taking a non-quarterback to win the award at plus 300. We are putting $100 of our budget on that one. So, again, we were just talking about Kelsey. There, there, there's just so many strong options outside of the quarterbacks for, for this one. Um, again, Kelsey, uh, if A.J. Brown has the big game that, that we're talking about, then that's certainly a possibility. Uh, do like the idea of potentially an Eagles defender getting it. I mean, if you look at a scenario that plays out in which the, uh, the Chiefs offense is completely stifled, if it's held under 22 points or, so, or something like that, uh, then I think that we're going to start to see some votes come in for for whoever the key defender is for the Eagles. So I think there's a lot of ways in which this can go away from Mahomes or Hurts in this one. And, and at three to one, I thought that was a worthwhile risk at 100. So 10 percent of our budget. We went uh, a different direction, which we'll get to eventually. Um, it is interesting looking at the list. Like you sort of automatically just think like, okay, MVP is the winning quarterback. There have been a lot of exceptions in recent years. Um, and you look at the circumstances like last year, we were talking about the vote was early. And also Stafford uh, threw for a lot of yards, but he had two picks. So that hurt him, obviously. Uh, the year Edelman won it was like the lowest scoring game of all time. So there was really, you know, uh, not much to pick from uh, Von Miller won it in a weird year. So like if, if this game does get weird, which it very possibly could, then I think that's, that's a great wager. Uh, Adam and I are banking on more of a traditional kind of straightforward football game, uh, score a couple touchdowns and kick a field goal to win it at the end by three. But you know, that how often does that happen? I, I like this one quite a bit. I mean, you know, obviously you expect it to be Jalen Hurts or, or Patrick Mahomes. And there's to me, there's just not a ton of value 
embedding those guys. You know, they're, they're like plus 125. Uh, you know, Mahomes is actually up to plus 130 now. Hurts plus 140. So we didn't feel great about the ROI there. And, and, and like you mentioned, Dan, you know, for the last 10 Super Bowl MVPs have been non-quarterbacks. So if you kind of extrapolate that and say, okay, 40% chance, you know, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, with with our you know our third bet here still relatively early on, uh, you know we we talked about the possibility of Hassan Reddick like John when when we were kind of going through the the process here like if it's not going to be a defensive player if it's not going to be Travis Kelsey like is there anyone else on the Philly side you could make a real case for? Um, if Miles Sanders kind of ends up being, uh, and I say this with all due respect, but like a, a bit of a red zone merchant, if he's just the the benefactor of the the Eagles getting into the red zone, they they dial up a run play, and he he's obviously their their goal line guy. We we saw it against San Francisco where he punches in a couple of touchdowns, and he's going to have a very very strong case himself. All right, fellas, your fourth bet. All right, we're going straight to the straight to the finale. We got the game pick. Uh, coming in at 150, uh, 150 bones. We're taking the Eagles. Eagles minus one and a half on the spread. You know, there, there's a couple trends you could point to. First off, you know, offensively, the last five Super Bowl champs have all been top five offensive teams. So offense does win championships to an extent. Both of these teams fit that category, obviously. But defensively, the top five teams have also ranked in the top, I think, eight or so, eight or nine. Defensively, the Chiefs are third, the uh, or the, the Eagles are third, rather. The Chiefs are about 15th. So that's one trend. But I think this is more just this is just a dominant, especially in the trenches, Eagles team. All five offensive linemen going to the Pro Bowl. Four defensive linemen with 10 sacks apiece. That's completely outrageous. Uh, you know, they're the top rushing team in the league. They have weapons outside. They have great linebackers. Uh, it's just a tough, tough matchup. And, you know, Nick, you kind of mentioned a, you know, a, a soft schedule that they've been pointing at. Against playoff teams this year, they're seven and one. The one loss is week 18 against the Giants. That didn't mean a hill of beans to really to them. The other the other seven games that they all won, all were by at least six points and averaged to 17 points a game. They won those games by. So they when they get up, you know, and they lost to the Houston Texans. So that just kind of shows when they get up for games, when they're mentally in it, they're blowing out everybody. And when they're not, when they're playing the Texans at home and they lose. Uh, you know, that's a, that's another story, but obviously I think they're going to be up for this game. Uh, is Jalen Hurts going to be up for this game? Well, he's an Alabama and Ohio, you know, Oklahoma quarterback. He's been in tough situations uh, when he was younger. I think he's going to be fine right here too. So uh, Eagles minus one and a half. Yeah. I, I don't want to give away too much of, of our recipe for, for how we cooked that one up a little bit later on in, in our wagers, but, but uh a uh, little spoiler: we we are in agreement uh, on on the side for this one, definitely. Yeah, I, I think we'll uh, we'll close our mouths on that one for now until we get to it, so we're not just repeating ourselves. But uh, John, let's back to us now for our fourth bet. So for 150, so raising the stakes a little bit, we got the Eagles uh, leading after the first quarter. So Eagles minus 0.5, the first quarter spread that is plus. 125, Nick, I know you have some great notes as to why we came up with this one. Yes, I I kind of talked you out of the Philadelphia Eagles to lead this game at the half, which I also like, but I think we're getting a little bit better value here, like you said, at plus 125 at BetMGM. Uh, you, you have to do some some conjecture here. It's like the, the Eagles are just one of those teams that always seems to start fast, you know, and they're, they're super, super aggressive. They were third in the league in total points scored this season, yet they were second last in field goals attempted and field goals made. So not only are they aggressive early on, they're aggressive on third downs, they're aggressive on fourth downs. They set out to score touchdowns. And more often than not, 
that's what they do. You know, we saw it early in that San Francisco game before everything got crazy on the Niners side. You know, they went for it in a big fourth down situation, converted. Maybe they shouldn't have in retrospect when we saw the the right angles on the Devontae Smith catch. But nonetheless, you know, they're they're always coming out aggressive. They always have a great set of scripted plays from Nick Sirianni. They are plus 21 in the first quarter in these two playoff games, 21 nothing. Uh, they've outscored the Niners and the Giants. Casey, very good first quarter team, very good first half team as well. So there's not a, a major discrepancy here. But Casey started off a little bit slow, both against Jacksonville and Cincinnati, only scored 10 total points in the first quarter, allowed seven points. So they're only plus three. Again, very, very small sample. Uh, but, but this Philly team, I expect a hot start. I really do. I, I think they... It, the pressure is weirdly on the the Chiefs in this game. It, it kind of feels like, you know, as we mentioned at the top, like quarterback is really the only spot when you look up and down the roster, you look at the position groups. Quarterback is the only spot where they really have the advantage. I feel like the Eagles are the more complete team. I think they have the better, more consistent running game. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really factoring in like who wins the coin toss, who gets the ball first, anything like that. Uh, but I'm expecting a hot start from Philly. All very good points about KC, too. You have to wonder, I mean, with them knowing the Bengals are coming every year, that sense of urgency does pick up a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think you're right. I think the pressure is on KC, which is a crazy thing to say for a team that's been here so often. Uh, but completely agree. And, you know, the Eagles, the thing I like about them a lot that we haven't talked about, Miles Sanders was one of the most banged up guys on the roster toward the end of the year. Tremendously helpful to have this two-week break for him. Uh, and I think he's going to have a, a nice day as well. You know, one thing we didn't take here, but I, I really like elsewhere is halftime, full-time Eagles, Eagles, um, which kind of lends to, you know, that hot start, you know, having to lead at the half and, and then winning the game plus 140 um, for that. But I, yeah, to your, to your point, uh, the Eagles are a hot starting team. I like that play. All right. Back to you guys. All right. Speaking of winning the game, uh, we got the, we got the Eagles winning it. And when their coach tries to go down the field, we hope he is dumped. With yellow, green, Gatorade, um, plus, what was it, plus 175, Dan? Is that right? Yeah, it was, yeah, absolutely. five at uh, 150 we're putting on, on this big one. So basically we're using this almost as a money line play, except at hugely plus odds. Um, the last time they won, yellow, green, and the Chiefs won the orange. Basically almost every team lately in the last 10 years since people have really started paying attention to this, uh, they're trying to find as close to their team colors as possible when they dump that on their coach. So, uh, you know, are the are they going to dump blue Gatorade uh, on on the Eagles coach when they win? I doubt it. You know, they're going to have lemon lime out there somewhere, hopefully. And that we're treating this almost like a money line play. If they win, it's probably going to be that color. And to get those odds, uh, we're happy to play that. Well, I, I love the citing of historical precedent. Uh, lo- looking back to to the Eagles' uh, last uh, Super Bowl victory, um, when when I think of the Super Bowl uh, Gatorade bath, I think of Bill Belichick getting the the blue Gatorade dumped on him after uh, beating the Rams a few years ago, and thinking to myself, "This is the worst gender reveal I've ever seen." <laughs> I am not, I'm not a big Patriots guy, but but you know that, that's another discussion. We don't have to we don't have to worry about that anymore. But um, I love a Gatorade bet. Um, it, it took a lot of restraint for, for us to not put one on our card. But um, I, I think, like you said, we're, we're in on the Eagles here. It makes sense aesthetically to go with that uh, that lemon line. How, how much research did you put into this? Like I'm picturing you going back into the archives, like trying to dig up footage from like the 1978 Super Bowl to, to see what color Gatorade, <laughs> you know, having to colorize the image. Um, like, like, How deep did you research this? Uh, fortunately, our, our colleague Bill Spiros did a story on some of these wacky 
ones, Gatorade, coin toss, the, those type of things that is at bookies.com right now. If anybody wants to go check it out. So he did a lot of the legwork for me uh, and, and marked down, uh, you know, which team won and what color was that Gatorade as far as back as he could find. Mm. So I was able to uh, steal his info and uh, use it for our own advantage. This market was actually the talk of the Super Bowl uh, leading up to it a couple of years ago. It was right. It was shortly after Kobe Bryant died, and there were rumors going around that there was going to be a Kobe tribute with purple Gatorade. So purple got steamed all the way up from like plus four hundred to I think like minus one fifty uh, by kickoff, but it did not hit. So yeah, we're not just throwing darts on the board here. Yeah. This is a market that we have uh, been very invested in at Bookies.com, and we'll we'll continue to do so. How much do you guys, you know, obviously we're, we're kind of doing this for entertainment purposes, but in general, like how much do you, do you really put into these novelty props? Like, are, are you diving into Gatorade color or, you know, will a, a kick hit the upright? You know, I, I saw the other day that like tails is, is blowing heads out of the water right now. Like 65% yeah. of the money's on tails for the coin toss. Like, is there, is there real value to be had here? Not a, not a ton. Um, <laughs> I think it's more, no, most of them are just fun. Yeah. Uh, you kind of need to treat it that way. You know, heads or tails, you know, at minus anything odds is, is not a good play <laughs> you no, know, not. in the grand scheme of things, but it might just be fun, you know, and, and for a lot of casual people who don't usually bet a ton, putting 10 bucks on the coin toss uh, just makes it a lot more interesting. So I don't blame anybody for doing it. Uh, I'm it's not on any of my top picks for Super Bowl 57, but I understand why people do it. Yeah, I, I like to allocate a, a little bit of my Super Bowl betting budget to to things that are silly. Just to you know, in the odd odd chance that something really funky happens, and and you know, you look up, it's like, oh, that won me, you know, twenty bucks. Like, great, uh, you know. So that, that's kind of how I do it. Just kind of having a little bit of uh, action on on the periphery. Uh, that's where I like to to live a little bit. But you know, so. I am an appreciator uh, of those novelty props, but, but yeah, I'm not, not sinking a, a significant amount of the bankroll into it. If I'm putting a bet out there in the public space, even though they're we're free, we're not charging for picks. I would like to have something to defend it with uh, and at least point to one thing that says, look, I, you know, that, that was the right bet. It just didn't, it just didn't hit today. All right, Jonathan, uh, this will be our fifth bet. So our third most confident, uh, where are we going here? All right, so putting on uh, my fantasy analyst cap for a little bit, we're looking at Devontae Smith and his reception total. We are putting 150 on this one. Drinking some of the juice on this one. It's minus 175, but we like Devontae Smith to go over four and a half receptions in this one. The guy runs about 40 routes per game on average. Prior to the San Francisco game, uh, where he was extremely effective on a per-target basis, of course, that the Eagles just simply didn't need to throw it that much. But before then, he had uh, hit over this number in seven consecutive games. Um, again, like we talked about, the, the way that the Chiefs are going to have to game plan here to, to slow down that rushing attack, we could see some Devontae Smith uh, in single coverage situations. As a Georgia fan, I'm very familiar with Devontae Smith rising to the occasion in big games. And yeah, I think he's going to do it yet again here. So I think that he, we're going to see enough targets for him to get it. He's an efficient receiver when targeted. He gets a, a he ranks like in the 80th percentile in targets per route run. Uh, about one fifth of his target or routes he gets a target on. So I, I'm, I'm playing the numbers here. I think that we're going to see him push for six, maybe even seven catches. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Four and a half seems a little low. And that's reflected, of course, in the line at, at plus one or minus 175. Uh, I, I would also look into the yardage as well. Uh, 61 and a half is the number. It's kind of been bouncing around 60 and a half, 63 and a half. 
uh, over the last week and a half. It kind of depends where you look. But I, I think both of those, you know, there's going to be some correlation there. If Devontae Smith has five, six, seven catches, obviously there's a very good chance he's going over 61 and a half. And I, I kind of view this as a minor way to zag because everybody's all over A.J. Brown. I know you guys have the A.J. Brown touchdown prop on your board. We certainly thought about it. I, I think there is a really good chance this ends up being a breakout for A.J. Brown. But I also think part of the reaction to that now is Devontae Smith has become a little underrated. You know, I think the Chiefs are going to be paying a ton of attention to A.J. Brown. And Devontae Smith is one of those guys. Like, he doesn't have that same physical profile. He's not a burner. He's not a huge guy. But, you know, like you said, John, even dating back to his college days, like he is he's a big game player. And there's no real way to quantify that. Um, but he just is like it would be very surprising to me if Devontae Smith does not have a major impact in this game. Yeah, sounds like we like the Bama guys here because I've got nothing to add there uh, until we get to our next wager. All right, let's get right to it. All right, so we've got uh, Hertz, and this could really be the make or break wager of the whole competition because you guys went in a different direction. We've got Hertz to win MVP at plus 140. Again, BetMGM has better uh, price on that than a lot of other shops. So we like uh, the price, sort of viewing it um, as a Eagles money line add-on. Uh, just because Hertz can beat you in two different ways, uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him rack up a ton of rushing yards. Also think he will be throwing uh, a lot more than we saw the first two playoff games where he didn't really go over like 24, 25 attempts. I think the total attempts is now 31 and a half. I do like that over. Um, but it, you know, for, for what they have, like, you know, they, Sanders doesn't get enough carries, like you were saying, to to really justify it, um, even if he has a score or two. Uh, Certainly either receiver could go off, but I think it's more likely that they both kind of tag team it. So we see uh, Hertz MVP plus 140 as our second biggest wager. We had 175 on that. Okay. I like that call a lot. Like like you said, the the odds are, are good at BetMGM for for that one. And and you break it down like it, I feel like Hertz's fingerprints are going to be like if if the Eagles are able to to pull this off, his fingerprints are going to be all over basically every touchdown that they score. He's at minus one ten for an anytime rushing t- or anytime touchdown in this one. So he he runs one in himself, throws for another two. All of a sudden, he's accounted for a, a huge percentage of, of this offense for the Eagles. And if they come out on the winning side, you know, narrative kind of dictates that, that the quarterback is going to win the MVP. And that obviously, it's going to be the winning team uh, in this particular scenario. So um, at, at those odds, I definitely like that play. And I did want to point out, too, uh, what a redemption story it would be uh, in the big game after he got benched in the national championship uh, against Georgia all those years ago. Where are we at in general on expectations for Jalen Hurts health-wise? Like it, it, to me, it kind of seems like a situation where that shoulder likely isn't at 100%. And I don't think you know the extra week off really matters. I think it's a situation where it's going to need to be addressed in the offseason, whether that means some sort of procedure or just you know months of rest rather than a week or two. Um, but but do you see you know Jalen Hurts kind of being available at full bore here? Like do the Eagles, do they have the the luxury of kind of being able to use Jalen Hurts' legs strategically like they have been able to the last two weeks. It seems like they haven't gone downfield a ton in the playoffs, but they haven't had to. You know, they, they've, they've been able to cruise control. It was interesting against the Niners late. They had designed run plays for Hurts uh, to, to kind of run out that game in the fourth quarter. And I was thinking, this guy's not 100%. What are you doing? You know, And you have running backs. Like, why are you putting him out there? But 
he seemed fine. Um, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, it, what his pain tolerance is or if it affects, uh, you know, how far he can throw, uh, I guess is unknown. But uh, he hasn't shown any ill effects, but he hasn't had to show any oomph uh, so far in these playoffs. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to like fully extrapolate for, from the playoff sample for, for Hertz, but I, I, I imagine he's going to be at a hundred percent for this one, or at least play like he is, even if he, he's not, I, I think that he'll be able to grit through any sort of limitations that he has with the shoulder. Maybe they, they hem in some of the uh, deep shot attempts, but I think overall we're going to be getting the, the full Jalen Hurts experience on Sunday. All right, John, back to us for our second most confident bet. Okay, so our last two uh, have to do with, with uh, just kind of full game uh, type of purviews. We're going 200 bucks on the total. We're going under at minus 105. So uh, having a little bit of ju- the juice there, but you know, even still, uh, the, the under, I, I think it, it comes down to the Eagles defense really just kind of slowing down uh, this Chiefs attack. And, and you know, that, that marries up nicely with kind of the way that we've laid out this card. Uh, we're very, very leveraged on the Eagles. And, and I think to, to be that leverage, you have to trust that this defense is going to be able to, to fluster Mahomes. We've seen Mahomes be flustered by, by great defenses in the Super Bowl before and in the postseason. So I feel like this is a, a scenario where the, the Chiefs maybe get a little bit stuck in the mud here. Maybe that lack of depth, uh, the fact that they've been able to, to work around it for the bulk of the season, maybe it finally comes back to bite them in this spot when you have to rely on, on an MVS in a, in a really big spot, that type of thing. So um, that could cause some, some mistakes from Mahomes, that type of thing. So I think that we're going to see the chiefs come in with a relatively low score by, by their standards. And that's going to carry us to the under, it's going to be an uncomfortable sweat. Uh, anytime that you're going under in a game with Patrick Mahomes. And then the, of course the, the number one scoring offense in the Eagles, it, it makes you feel a little bit uh, oogie, but at the same time, I feel like the way this game plays out, we're going under. Obviously, I'm in agreement uh, since, since we uh, came to terms on this one. And John, you talked me into the under. I was initially on the over 50 and a half. And you know, that number, you might find it slightly higher at some other books. But it, it does feel like it's going to settle right around that 50 and a half, 51 range. And yeah, it, the Chiefs are the side that I'm worried about, right? I, I really think the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball effectively. And I also think if the Eagles build a lead, they're the team that's more capable of running the ball, controlling clock. You know, Even if they score a touchdown when they're up, uh, it could be one of those six, seven minute, you know, 15 play type of drives, which is obviously going, going to play itself well when you're looking at the under. Uh, the under is 11 and eight in the last 19 Super Bowls. A uh, little bit of a cherry picking there, but, but nonetheless, uh, totals of 50 plus in the Super Bowl are nine, three and one to the under as well. So uh, the overs tend to be the public side here. Everybody prefers to bet overs. It's more fun to bet the overs. It's more of a sweat uh, when you're on the under, but uh, I think it's the right play here. I think we need to lead on that Philly defense. And as my friend Nolan always likes to say, the great thing about taking the under is you're winning the whole game or most of the game. You know, like you take that over, it's like you're playing catch up right off the kickoff. It's like it count for 50 and a half points, but you know, under, you're, you're feeling good most of the way. All right, guys, it is time for your most confident and highest money bet. What do we got? All right, we're uh, we're going off the reservation a little bit. Uh, we're putting three hundred down on the opening kickoff being a touchback. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna right out of the way. We'll know we'll know before the clock hits fourteen fifty nine where our uh, where our future lays. But you know, so so we looked at this number. So minus one sixty five implied probability. That's about sixty two percent. Kansas City kickoffs touchbacks sixty four and a half percent. 
Philly about 65.5%. So just slightly more leaning towards touchbacks. You take away the home games. So you're talking not those outdoors in Kansas City, not the outdoors in, in Philly. Harrison Butker on the road, 71.4% of his kickoffs were touchbacks. Jake Elliott on the road, 83% of his kickoffs were touchbacks. Now you put him in a dome, you take the air out of the ball, go down to dry Arizona, uh, I, th- I think we're getting a touchback. You know, Everybody wants to run out the first one, but I think it's going to go every- over everybody's head. Uh, I think it's probably about a solid 80% chance uh, that that's going to happen statistically. Um, I think they might even have a little more oomph on it. Um, and at these odds, uh, I think this is a, a value play. So we put a lot of our eggs in one basket, and that basket will be delivered uh, on the first play of the game. We, we figured this might be coming. We were conducting some reconnaissance on you guys. You know, I read through your 23 most intriguing Super Bowl bets article, which you could find uh, over at bookies.com. And it, Adam, you, you've been putting out a ton of content uh, over these last couple of weeks. And that was number one on the list. So I, I figured that would be coming. I did not think it would be your highest wager bet, but... Look, you laid out the percentages. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I'm proud of the way we budgeted to, to have that 300 available. <laughs> yes. Now, well, well done, guys. You know, tired is max betting the, the coin tossed. Wired. That's betting on a touchback, baby. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Get it out of the way right away. So in summary, these are your seven bets in order from least confident to most confident. You guys are going under 50 and a half game total. AJ Brown, anytime touchdown. Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions. Eagles minus one and a half on the spread. Yellow green as the Gatorade color. Jalen Hurts to win MVP and opening kick resulting in a touchback. Uh, Nice work, guys. John, uh, let's go with our final bet here for $250. All right. For $250, our most confident bet is Eagles minus one and a half. We are putting $250 on that. Again, you know, this. Shouldn't be a surprise given the way that the rest of our card has played out in in a lot of our uh, discussion. But, you know, again, started breaking down this game as the result came in from the Chiefs-Bengals game. Initially leaned Eagles, still haven't moved off of it despite a couple of weeks uh, worth of reading up on this game, breaking everything down, every angle. It always comes up with the Eagles for me. Uh, Nick, what do you have to to add to that? Because, you know, I, I just feel like one and a half, you know, that, that's not even asking them a whole lot. Of, you, you're base, it's just right next door to just having the Eagles win. I think they, if they win, they can definitely cover this one. That is how I feel as well. I mean, it's it's not quite a money line bet, but it does kind of feel that way. Uh, we're not going to be feeling great if the Eagles win this game, like, you know, 28-27 or, or something like that. But I, I think there is a little bit better value on the one and a half. Uh, 21 Super Bowls, guys, in history have had a spread of four points or fewer. And the straight-up winner has covered all 21 of those. Uh, 11 favorites, 10 dogs. Uh, so obviously this could go the other way, but there, there's not a not a lot of precedent out there for these close-spread Super Bowls uh, where it really comes down to you know one, two, three-point games. So we, you know normally you see uh, you know at, at least a field goal between these two teams, and I think that's what we get here. So uh, I, I feel like we, we don't have a whole lot else to discuss with the Eagles. We've been in resounding agreement uh, that the Eagles win this game. So. I don't really want to keep talking ourselves in circles on this one. I think we're we're all in agreement on Philly, and um, I, I'm still kind of deciding how convincing I think it will be. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be like a, a complete laugher where, where Philly's just you know running the clock out the entire second half. But um, you know, I, I'd be relatively surprised if this is a game that's decided in the final possession. At 31-24 is kind of what's always been in my head. 
Um, you know, about a seven point game. I think, uh, you know, certainly, you know, I don't think Mahomes is going to get shut down. Uh, that's just not going to happen, but can he keep up? Uh, I don't think so for a full core quarters. I think the defense is just too good. And I think the Eagles can run out the clock. I think they can score a lot early on. Like you, like you guys have, unfortunately, I, I agree with pretty much all your picks. Um, so I think, uh, I, I think, uh, I think the people watching got a lot of good stuff today. And two different types of strategies, you know, the home run swing for the fences, obscure props, and just more of the doubles and singles advance the runner. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, I wish we could say there was some like more bad blood here, but it's uh, not not been a lot of high tension. Uh, did you guys have any other bets that were left on the cutting room floor that that almost made the cut for you? I really liked Kelsey under nine and a half yards first reception. Okay, I'm definitely touching that. Uh, a lot of Kelsey under, except for the seven and a half catches. Adam, what, what else did you have? Uh, you know, we talked about Harrison Butker over seven and a half points. Yeah, I uh, was one because I think the red zone, I think the red zone offense is going to struggle because Travis Kelsey is their guy. The Eagles are are super elite when it comes to stopping tight ends. I think there's going to be some lost opportunities in the red zone for the Chiefs. Butker kicks a couple field goals and uh, and you're, you're golden. Um, that one got left on the floor, though. Nick, don't you have a, a, a similar kicker prop, but on, on the other side? Yeah, I like Jake Elliott under. Seven and a half kicking points. Uh, you could also get under one and a half made field goals. And, you know, it kind of comes back to what we talked about at the top with Philly just being this ultra aggressive offense. You know, they're way up near the top of the league in scoring, way down uh, near the bottom of the league in field goal attempts and makes. I think the Titans are the only team that attempted and made fewer field goals than the Eagles. And those teams are completely night and day in how they operate and how efficient they are on offense. So uh, it's a team that, that wants to score touchdowns, like I said, and I don't see them changing this in this game. I, I don't think Nick Sirianni is the type of coach who's just going to suddenly turtle up and, and become ultra conservative in a game of this magnitude. I think if anything, they're, they're going to be even more aggressive. So, um, you know, obviously you, you got to take the points against the chiefs when you could get them. But I, I think Philly, if, if they're in any of those 50, 50 situations, you know, do you try a long field goal? It's, it's fourth and four from like the 37 yard line. I think they go for it in those situations more often than not. So unless, you know, Jake Elliott is in position for a couple of gimme field goals, uh, I, I really like the under on that seven and a half kicking points. I mean, you basically need two field goals uh, in order to go over there. Uh, I, I was really in the weeds too. You can, you can break down, um, you know, kind of number of points for teams to score and there are certain ranges available. Uh, you can get Kansas city to score between 21 and 30 points at plus money. It's at plus plus one forty. They have been in that range for 11 of 19 games this season, and they've had three more games where they've scored either 20 or 31. So this is like far and away of all the range options you could find at the book. Uh, this is the one where I, I think they fall most frequently. So uh, this is one that I, I should have pushed a little harder maybe to get on our card, but at plus 140, I think there's some pretty decent value there. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that Philly special uh, that you guys concocted up. <laughs> it's going to come down to Jalen Hurts uh, winning the MVP or Philly special hitting uh, to see who wins this thing. I don't know if yeah, I feel but, better or worse knowing that we're all in agreement on like exactly how the game is going to play out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somehow this might end up in like an exact tie. Uh, we'd have to do the calculations and, and see if you know we, we can you know make make the exact uh, same amount of money. But it, it does feel that way. Any more parting thoughts, guys? Or are we ready to wrap this thing up? No, we've well, said our piece. Very well much said. enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Tensions are high. 
Uh, everything's <laughs> ready to boil over. Uh, very much looking forward to Sunday evening. Uh, we thank everybody who watched live. We'll be publishing this, of course, in podcast form as well. You can find it on the Rotowire NFL podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, our picks will be up on Twitter and Instagram uh, as well. Uh, we'll have our, our social media girl, Lauren, draft up some nice graphics. You can find those on social. Uh, guys, may the best team win. Very much enjoy doing this. And Adam, Dan, we'll hopefully have you back on the podcast sometime soon. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having us. Go bookies. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.